When Americans fill out the census, they're asked their race or origin. The list of 15 options includes white, African-American, Korean, and Filipino. This data guides everything from education and healthcare resources to what language ballots are printed in. President Biden recently promised to introduce a new category in the next census, Middle Eastern and North African. Meanwhile, many in the MENA community say collecting this information can be critical for providing resources in New York City. Leila Dose reports. Natalie Riz is a 24-year-old Egyptian-American theater actor and director living in Bushwick. When the pandemic hit, she pulled out her laptop and tried to apply the grants for minority artists. I was like, uh, I don't know what to fill out because um, I was like, I'm obviously not white. She found out that as someone with Middle Eastern and North African heritage, Mina for short, she's not recognized as a minority. Riz says she lost access to thousands of dollars worth of minority grants because she's officially considered white. And she says it's the same filling out medical forms or job applications. In college, she missed out on diversity scholarships. It's such a simple fix, you know what I mean? Like, I just keep coming back to this. It's a checkbox. Advocates say it's not only about access. It's also about collecting data. Abed Ayoub is director of legal and policy affairs at the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee. He says that a lack of information about community conditions and needs has a wide range of real-world impacts. It's taking away resources from the community, whether, again, it being business, education, healthcare, the economy. The lack of acknowledgement of the MENA community may also have health impacts. Layla Abdesalem is a clinical psychologist at Harvard. She researched the mental health effects of not having legal recognition in this community. She said it can increase depression rates by four times. I think that really highlighted how much the sense of invisibility and this sense of invalidation really penetrated all aspects of the participants' lives. Uh, folks that were Egyptian stated that they identified as African-American. Uh, people who are Lebanese shared that they identified as Asian-American. Natalie Riz needs to get a routine COVID test for work, so she stops by the Wyckoff Heights Medical Center in Bushwick. She says whenever she's there, she's reminded of her mother, who is immunocompromised. She's been on a ton of therapies, and in several cases, my mom developed some of the most rare side effects of some of those therapies, and this happened several times. Her mother has multiple sclerosis, but she reacted poorly to standard treatment. Her doctors were puzzled. Natalie suspects if the doctors had better healthcare data, specifically for people of North African descent, finding the treatment for her mom wouldn't be so trial and error. I contacted New York City's planning department. They replied in an email that the city already gathers information about the MENA community using a separate survey. But Abed Ayoub says the survey doesn't reach enough people. And he says, while waiting for the 2030 census, the city should classify Middle Eastern North African as a disadvantaged minority. So they can do that on a state and local level. They may not have an accurate count of Arabs in New York, but they're still going to offer the community the services. Meanwhile, Natalie Riz has her own strategy to make herself more visible as a person of color. She stopped straightening her hair. She started wearing necklaces with ancient Egyptian Nefertiti pendants. I wear my hair as big and as curly as I can, you know what I mean, as it will get. Like, this is who I am. This is, um, uh, this is my heritage. This is my blood. This is my people. Laila Dos, Columbia Radio 